Shmuel Bet, Chapter 3. In the previous chapter, we encountered Avner, who was the general of Saul's army, Saul having died, but the general of the remnant of Saul's kingship. And the king is named Ishboshet. And Avner, we are told in the second chapter, takes him and appoints him as king over most of Israel. But again, he's appointed king by Avner. And in chapter 3, the chapter focuses on Avner in two respects. The first part of the chapter is Avner's attempt to make a deal with David, with David, and that David will be king over all of Israel. Right now, David is king in Judah, and Ishbosheth is king over the rest of Israel. And the second half of the chapter is the killing of Avner by Yoav, David's general. The chapter begins, verse number one, Vatiya milchama aruka ben Beit Shaul ben Beit David, vid David holech v'chazek, u'beit Shaul holchim v'dalim. So there's a civil war, a war between the house of Saul and the house of David. It was long, was drawn out. David was growing stronger, Holech v'chazek, and the house of Saul was growing weaker. That's how the chapter begins, and then we are given some names of David's family in the city of Hebron, where David has been anointed king by the people of Hebron over Judah. And now we move to verse number 6. So now we're told that during this civil war, Avner was getting stronger within the house of Shaul. He was assuming a central position. We notice that the language, referring to Avner's place within Saul's house, is identical to the language of Horech uh, V'chazek, in verse number 1, referring to David. So David is growing stronger, and Avner is growing stronger. So the text already suggests a potential linkage between Avner and David. The strong go with the strong. That's what the text is already suggesting. And now we're told a little story in verse number 7. Shaul had a concubine. Her name was Ritzba Bataya. He, referring to Ishboshet, said to Avner, Why have you lain with my father's concubine? So he accuses him of a sexual crime, which in the book of Shmuel is actually a political crime. The book of Shmuel is a book about kingship. Kingship is a political institution, but the book spends a lot of time on the characters in the book, drawing very complex pictures of the main characters, of course, and even some of the secondary characters. So taking the Pelegish of the king is a political act. The Pelegish, the daughter, these are all political acts. And that the accusation by the king, Ishboshet, is that you have overstepped the bounds. In studying the book of Shemuel, we must always remember that there's a political dimension and a personal dimension. 
the personal and the business, and the connection between the two. You can't fully disentangle them. And this is an example we have over here of the story of Avner and Ritzba Bat Aya. Similarly, for example, later on, when Avshalom will want to demonstrate to the world he has supplanted, removed his father from power and taking David's place, he sleeps publicly with David's concubines. Or in the beginning of this book of Malachim, which is a continuation of our story here, in that story, Adonia, one of David's sons who has pretensions to kingship, and his brother Solomon supplants him and takes over the kingship, and then Adonia makes a request to marry Avishag the Shunammite. Avishag the Shunammite was brought to David to keep him warm. The king has no conjugal relations with Avishag, but we the reader know that. Maybe the world doesn't know it. And when Solomon hears that Adonia wants to marry Avishag the Shunammite, he kills him. Because in his own words, when Solomon's mother Bathsheba says, do, do your brother a favor. Give him Avishag the Shunammite. And Solomon says, in the beginning of the book of Bulachim, why do you ask about the Shunammite? Give him the kingdom. He's my older brother. You're going to give him the Avishag the Shunammite? That's a political act which positions him to, to take over the kingship. So we always have to remember more broadly the political and the personal. And it comes into play often in terms of these women who are political pawns. So that's the accusation. Madua Bata Shavi is an accusation. The response of Avner, which begins in verse number 8, so Avner says, it's very angry. Says to Ishbosheth, what? What am I? Rosh Kelev, literally a dog's head. Unclear precisely what that means. Not our purpose right now to go into that. It's very interesting, but what am I? He says, who am I? I do so much kindness, chesed, loyalty, chesed of his loyalty. I've shown loyalty to the house of Saul. And not just the house of Saul, his brethren, his friends. And yet, I didn't turn you over to David. The implied threat is there. And you, Hayom, today, you have accused me today. The word Hayom appears in the beginning and appears here as well. What he's saying is, I am the one who keeps the house of Saul going. As we saw earlier, Mitchazek Bebet Shaul. And you accuse me? You know what he says? I'm going to go over to the other side. I'm going to fulfill the oath that God made to David. He speaks of God promising David the kingship. To turn the kingship over from the house of Saul. Transfer the kingship to, the house, to David from the house of Saul. And to establish David over king over all of Israel. Verse number 10. And Ishbosheth can't say anything. He's afraid of Avner. So Avner goes to David. And Avner says to David, says, To whom shall the land belong? Lamar, that is to say, 
make a covenant with me. And in return for the covenant you make with me, I will bring all of Israel to your side. Now a covenant is a two-sided agreement. What is not clear, it's clear what Avner offers David. What is not clear is what does Avner expect from David. But David's response is interesting. So David says to Avner, I'll make a covenant with you. So what David says, I'll make a deal on condition that you bring me Michal, Saul's daughter. Now earlier, back in chapter 25 of 1 Samuel, we were told that Saul took Michal, who was David's wife, away from David and gave it to somebody else. So the condition for making a treaty, a deal, an alliance with Avner, is that Avner bring back Michal to David. And this, I think, is for two reasons. First of all, if Ishbosheth was angry about the concubine, for Avner, how much more angry would he be to give David Saul's daughter? So it's a test to see if Avner can actually deliver. He makes he talks a good line. Does he have the power to force Ishbosheth to deliver his ex-wife Michal, who was taken away from him? But the second reason is that there's a message to Avner as well. You want to come to my side, you have to remember one thing. It's not what you had in the house of Saul, where you pushed the king around. When you come to David's side, David is the boss, and you work for me. Okay, you can have the king's concubine, as long as I get the king's daughter. So he puts Avner in place. So it's both a test for Avner to see if he can deliver, but it's a message to Avner. And the second point, the message to Avner, is a very important point, which has implications for later in the chapter. We should not forget one thing about Avner in chapter 3 of 2 Samuel. Avner is a man who betrays his own king. And someone who betrays his own king may betray other people as well. This will factor in later in chapter 3.